Sometimes I think through grief, people forget about the physical element, that it's really important to shake that off your body. And so if there's a time I can feel my kids are maybe low or I feel myself getting a little low, I definitely express what I'm feeling and I definitely want to talk about it. But I'll also just turn on some music and we just dance and you just feel better. And it's not ignoring problems. It's not putting it to a side where we don't address something. It's just sometimes you have to shake it off. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the show. I am your host, Paula Ferris. Absolutely loved getting things underway. Season two last week with New York Times bestselling author James Clear talking about how we can build atomic habits in our kids. And uh, in last week's episode, I told you guys I want to do something much better this season, and that's listen to you. Listen to what you're going through, what you're in the thick of, the topics that you want to talk about. I said my DMs are open and already so many of you have reached out telling me the guests you want on, the topics you want covered, and the things that you are going through and in the thick of, and I am pursuing those. I cannot wait. So thank you for sharing what's going on in your life, and I will make sure that I weave all of that into this show. Uh, By the way, congrats to we have Sandra and Denise and Shanna. Uh, you ladies won an autographed copy of James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. We had a wonderful giveaway. By the way, I do fun giveaways in my personal newsletter, which is separate from the work that I do for Carrie, but my personal newsletter, it goes out every two weeks. You can sign up at paulaferrisofficial.com. We talk a lot about what's going on with this show, what you guys are going through and fun giveaways. Make sure you sign up if you haven't, but again, congrats to those ladies for winning that autographed copy. This week, I am talking with Allison Holker Boss. And if you remember her husband, Stephen Twitch Boss, who was a fixture on the Ellen show, fabulous dancer, he tragically took his life a little over a year ago. And our hearts collectively broke for her and for her family. Allison has been navigating unimaginable grief and loss. She is going to be talking about losing Stephen and also parenting through loss and grief. And the reality is all of us, regardless of what that loss looks like, are going to experience some kind of loss or grief through throughout our lives. So we're going to have to help navigate our children through it, right? Um, whether that's loss of a relationship, loss of a loved one, a divorce. So this is for anyone going through something really tough and how to help our kids navigate it. I think you're going to be really encouraged to hear how Allison's doing throughout all of this and why she still wanted to release this kid's book. It is called Keep Dancing Through. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm holding it up right now. This is a book that she and Steven started to write and and pretty much finished uh, before his, his tragic death. So without further ado, here is the beautiful and very inspirational and brave Allison Holker Boss talking about losing Stephen and parenting through loss. Allison, it is a pleasure to to meet you for the very first time. You are so lovely and beautiful, and I'm just really grateful that you are here to talk about it today. Thank you. No, I'm excited. It's been such a long time coming, so it feels really surreal to actually mm-hmm. be doing all this right now. Yeah. I actually just showed my kids the book for the very first time a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and wow. so even for them, it really became this like full circle moment. It was actually real. So it's been it's been a journey and it's been really exciting. And I think it's really healing for them as well. Yeah. And we're going to jump into that book. It's called Keep Dancing Through. It is beautiful. A boss family groove. Let me ask you, Allison, though, how are you doing right now? You've been through so much over the last year. How are you doing? 
mom to mom? Um, you know, I'm doing okay. It has been a journey. I'm still on that journey for sure. But I really look at the year of 2023 being a year of challenge, mm-hmm. confusion, mm-hmm. and growth. And now yeah. moving into 2024, I'm really grateful because it feels like a year for me. I always pick words for my years. Do you? It feels like a, a year of acceptance and growth and determination. So for me, it's, I've been through a lot. My kids have been through Mm -hmm. a lot, but we stayed together and we have so, so we still have so much to be grateful for though, at the end of the day. Yeah. What's keeping you going? What's getting you through? I can't say what's gotten you through it because you're still in the thick of it. You're still Mm -hmm. going through it. What is it? Is it, is it a person, a place, a thing? What is it that's, that's keeping you going right now? You know, it's interesting asking that because it's a multitude of things. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, the biggest thing that's my motivator every single day is my children. I've got three Mm -hmm. kids. I've got my oldest daughter's 15. Wesley, she's just wonderful and beautiful. My son Maddox, who's seven, is just this Mm -hmm. vibrant personality. (laughs) And my youngest, Zaya's four, and she's so strong. And so I think all three of my kids in their own way have taught me so much this last year and that we stand each other's side and we really support each other. And I want to be so strong for them. Mm -hmm. So I think obviously my kids is the biggest reason for my life, but you know, God and the universe never really give you something that you cannot handle. I'm a, Mm -hmm. I'm like a solid firm believer in that. And I think the biggest thing that I have been learning to come to terms with from this last year is This was my purpose for whatever reason. And it's really sometimes hard to accept when a purpose is given to you. But all I've been trying to do is to accept it and to also learn to embrace it and then love it. And that's all someone can do. And so for me, if this was my journey and my path, I have to make sure I walk myself through it the best I can and, and bringing people with me along the way. You recently posted on Instagram as a beautiful post. It was like one of your first posts of 2024. You talk about a fresh start, new beginnings. And then you mentioned, I allow myself the chance to evolve and accept God's plan. When we are given a divine purpose, we must embrace it, learn to love it. So I commit to showing up every day for myself, my kids and my new life 2024. I'm ready. So what do you want that new life to look like for you, Allison? That is a great question. I love that question. I think for me, I'm still trying to learn fully what that is, but I think it's really me being authentically me. You know, I'm a new person now than I was obviously 15 years ago, 10 years ago, but certainly after this last year, I'm certainly a new person. And I think it's, it's allowing myself to be that. And when you're a public figure, your life sometimes has people, you know, throw a lot of curveballs your way, a lot of opinions, a lot of sometimes what can be seen as judgment. And I think for myself, what I really want me and my children to learn is to be so strong in our own knowledge Mm -hmm. of who we are and and acceptance of who we are, who we are now, whether, you know, anyone wants to be something else. It's just being authentically me, growing in who that is, trusting in my universe, trusting in God and the lessons I've been learning and what I'm supposed to do and trust that the people that are supposed to be a part of that journey, the people are supposed to learn from that journey and grow with me in that journey will see that. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be like a really, really strong individual with yourself. And that for me, I think 2024 is a about 
fully accepting me and who I am now, not the version of me from before, not the version for me five years ago or 10 years ago, or the expectation from others. It's, I have to trust who I am. And I really want to just continue on that path for myself. Yeah, it's impossible not to go through what you've gone through and change and just this is the reality now. And you talk about your kids and doing this for your kids. You have no choice but to keep going, if only for them, right? One A repeated mantra throughout the book, and it is such a sweet book, Allison, but a repeated mantra is, I'm strong, smart, and kind. I've got beats around me too. Take some deep breaths in and out, and I'll keep dancing through. This is a repeated phrase several times throughout the book. Anytime something is thrown your way or the kid's way, this is what you guys keep coming back to. So you said you're doing this for Steve, and you said you have no choice but to be strong for the kids and keep going. So how have you managed to keep dancing through? I would say something I'm really happy for from my mm-hmm. future. Yeah. Or sorry, from my past, really. Okay. Or my future was I already had laid this foundation with my kids. Mm. The whole book was really written from a day in our lives and things that we already believe in, things I've already been teaching my kids. So that affirmation is something that my kids have been saying for years. Mm. So the reason why I say future and past is because I set my kids up for the future to be able to handle the things that we're handling because of things we've been doing. Yeah. So every single morning, if you were to ask my kids, what do we do every morning? We say that affirmation. We say, I'm strong, I'm Aww, smart, I'm kind. Beautiful. And we say that to each other. And then we always, every year, add on new ones. Because I'm really trying to create this space for my kids to, to have a strong foundation in themselves. And so for mm-hmm. me, when I look at this book, I really had established a foundation for them to be able to handle situations that we've been put through you know, yeah. just to better us wow. you know, through the future. And if I can continue to do that and lay that foundation and maybe even teach that foundation to other children or to other parents, that's, then I know I'm living out what I said earlier was my purpose, you know, yeah. that's been given to me. And so the fact that this was a book that was written back in 2021 and right. it's still true and tried to my family now mm-hmm. and what we are doing, I just think really shows that for me and my kids, we're doing the best we can and we're hopefully doing it right with each other. Yeah. The first time I read the book, it was impossible not to shed a little tear because, you know, the very first page, you you talk about what happened and Stephen is no longer with us anymore. You mentioned just now you, you and Stephen and the kids started working on this book in 2021 before he even passed. Why did you want to still release this book despite everything that's happened? If I'm honest, there was a lot of uh, conversations about if I was going to release the book. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't because I didn't believe in the book or so that love it. There was a moment that I almost wanted to keep the book just kind of a thing for me and my kids. There was a moment of like, can I just hold this to be something precious just for us? Mm -hmm. And then I realized I read the book back to myself and there's nothing else I can do but keep dancing through. And what we've been through, of course, impacted me and my kids, but it didn't just impact me and my kids. It impacted so yeah. many people. It impacted so many people that have followed not just my family's story, but Stephen's story and, and my journey. And they've been such incredible, loyal people who have just been so supportive and, and loving and showed us nothing but grace. Sure. That I was like, this is not just important for my kids and myself, but it's important for so many others. Absolutely. And I couldn't be more grateful that 
of writing a book, this was the messaging. Mm -hmm. If there's anything that I know solid and true is that for me and my kids and for everyone else, I'm going to say to them, keep dancing through because we got this. I want to be there for you. I know you got to be there for me. And so for me, when I was reading that book back, this book back, I was like, it has to come out. Mm -hmm. It was meant to come out. Yeah. You know, and the, everything in the book was what it was before. Yeah. We didn't change anything. We didn't add anything. We didn't change wow. the title. This book was what the book was. And mm-hmm. I think that that's a really powerful message in itself. Yeah, it's beautiful um, and bold what you've done to release this book. It's so beautiful, Allison. Thank you. It really you. is. Y- yeah. You mentioned, if not for just your family, it's for everybody else that like stepped up to the plate and supported you. There's so many parents, so many people out there that are navigating their own grief, their own loss, whether it's the loss of a loved one, or if it's a divorce, some sort of loss, tragedy in the family. How did you feel supported and cared for? And how have you felt supported and cared for? You know, my family is just so lovely and they just Mm -hmm. showed up. And, you know, I think in times of need, sometimes people don't know how they're supposed to help. And I certainly as a person don't know how to ask for help. Yes. So it was so special just to have family and friends just come and just kind of see where pieces needed to be filled and just stepping in, no questions asked and just trying to fill that need. And if anything, Mm -hmm. just supporting each other, leaning on each other. You know, it's weird to say people are fans or followers, but people that have really followed us, like, have just been such a backbone saying that we're praying for you. We love you. And I really feel that shield from them. Like, I literally feel like I have angel wings holding me up every single day. And I think a lot of that also is probably Steven, but I do, Mm -hmm. I just feel so guided and supported. And I sometimes can't even fully explain into words what it is. But I, I feel protected and oh, my wow. children, we just have such a strong understanding of each other, which I, like I said, I think was built from before that we just have this bond that is undeniable. I think if I just trust in that and lean into that, I know that my, my life is right and heading into the right direction. Yeah. You just mentioned a second ago, like sometimes you don't know what to say. And that's like, what do we say? People will say the wrong thing at the wrong time, or they can be completely ignorant and say something insensitive. Like, what did you want to hear? What did you want people to say? What was it that comforted you? And how can we comfort our friends, our uh, fellow parents that are trying to navigate loss, whatever that loss may be? I think every human and every person is a different personality. So I think they'd Mm -hmm. have to hear something completely different. Right. But I would say for myself, my personality, I am such a person where I just don't lose sight of my bigger picture and my goals and where I want to be in life. And I've never lost sight of the gratitude I have waking up every single morning. I still wake up and there's so much beauty in the world that I've never lost sight of that. But the thing that I needed to hear from other people is keep going. Mm. Just that simple sentence, just keep going. Sometimes people want to give advice and sometimes that's warranted, but sometimes you don't need that. Sometimes you just need someone to simply say, keep going with no highs or lows to it, not any sort of back tone or, or it just keep going in whatever it is. And for me, just when people would say something as simple as that, it was like, you're right, keep going. And 
I feel like I, I, I instill that in my children. We still make sure we feel all the feels and we experience all the experiences. But at the end of the day, after you feel it, you keep moving, you keep going, mm. you keep dancing through, you know, you keep making choices and you keep making that next step. Because at the mm. end of the day, it's not really about what happens to you. It's about how you walk through it and get to the end of the line. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so as long as we understand that and we keep being brave and we keep waking up and we keep taking that foot forward, we're going to be okay. Yeah. And doing it together. You keep dancing through. That's what you needed to hear. This message is as much for you, Allison, as yes. it is for everybody else. It's a reminder to you and your family to just keep going. Absolutely. That's what I've looked at it as. And that's what they see it as. We do literally, though, keep dancing through. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's funny because people ask me all the time that like, I'm such a strong advocate for mental, spiritual, and physical health. And sometimes I think through grief, people forget about the physical element, that it's really important to shake that off your body. And so if there's a time I can feel my kids are maybe low, or I feel myself getting a little low, I definitely express what I'm feeling and I definitely want to talk about it. But I'll also just turn on some music and we just right. dance and you just feel better. And it's not ignoring problems. It's not putting it to a side where we don't address something. It's just sometimes you have to shake it off. Mm. And so for me, it's it's the keep dancing through metaphorically through life, but it's also the physically keep dancing through. <laughs> right. You always hear about moms and dads like having dance parties, just like let's mm-hmm. just dance. And granted, I mean, my go-to move is the running man. I am every basic white girl that dances. Allison, I wish I had like 3% of your moves. But you're right. Dancing is therapeutic and you got to shake it off. Like that physical aspect and shake it off. You talked about how therapeutic, how much a part of dancing is incorporated into your life. Like that's probably, I would imagine, your coping mechanism for you and your kids. When things get heavy, you guys just dance, right? Oh, absolutely. All the time. All the time. We'll just put music on and we'll all just start grooving. And like, I even have a 15 year old daughter and as cool as she is, and people are like, oh, she's the coolest, you know, kid I've ever seen and never met and ever talked to, which she is. (laughs) You guys believe she'll get goofy with us. And we'll be like Mm -hmm. on our coffee table. We'll be on the couch jumping. Listen, I know people say don't jump on a couch. Our couches are even white. We we're jumping all over the couch. It's almost like when we're dancing, it becomes like our free space. Because it is just important to just let go of so much, you know, because things do get really heavy. Things get really Mm -hmm. deep. There's a lot of big conversations that are important to have and the affirmations are important to say, but it's also, you just need some fun in your life too. Yeah, you do. What are some of those go-to songs? So dancing's a a daily ritual. You've woven it into your day. What are some of those go-to songs that you love to dance to with your family? Everything. Bruno Mars, everything Rihanna, everything Lady Gaga, every, like Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. I mean, we love it all. Everything Beyonce, Beyonce, mm-hmm. Beyonce, Beyonce, Queen B. We love like it's just a multitude of things that we love to go to. But my kids, their music dictionary is very fantastic as well. I would imagine. But really, it, it really just depends on the moment in the day. Because sometimes even when we're cooking dinner, we'll be listening to Frank Sinatra. You know, oh, wow. so it's it's a multitude of different things that we vibe with. You've got a range. You've yeah. got a range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is, it's definitely something that we find a lot of healing power in with each other. 
Mm, that is really beautiful because everyone copes in a different way. And dancing is your a, co- a beautiful coping mechanism for your family. And you talk about the, when you dance, you can shake off some of those tough conversations. And I, I think a challenge having young children, you said that you ha- your children are 15, 10, and 4. Is that right? No, 15, 7, and 4. Yeah, Am I my right? oldest is 15, uh, Maddox is 7, and my youngest is 4. Okay, so... How do you have those conversations about loss with your children when a lot of times they don't even grasp it? You have to approach them all differently. It's very mm-hmm. important to approach them all differently and also looking right. at their personalities and what each child can handle. Because I think a lot of people ask those kind of questions, but I think for me, what's important as a parent is I don't look as a, at a kid as being a kid, like in all there is, there's one way or the highway. It's mm-hmm. for me, it's, I have to look at each individual's personality, what their concept of life is at that moment and how much they can wrangle and what they can handle. What is a teachable moment, more of a scarring moment, or what is something that's more beautiful or light? I, I look at each of my kids and I really make sure with whatever conversation I'm having with them, I'm gauging it from what their comprehension would be, not mine. Mm-hmm. And what I need to get off my chest as a parent. Right. And just having the conversation be like, oh, this is something I have to do. It's like, no, 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 let me really sit with myself and think about my child individually, who he is, what they are, what they learn from, what they grow from, what helps them or what doesn't help them. And so for me and my oldest 15 year old, um, my daughter, Wesley, we've always had very open, honest conversations about everything. And she's very old soul. Like, so Mm. we have very big, heavy conversations. Anything is on the table to be talked about. And we talk about it very openly and deeply and very honestly. And that's always worked for us from a very, very young age with my son Maddox. I use a little bit more of metaphors. Mm. He likes hearing metaphors. It's a little more clear to him in that way, you know, to to take the reality of what's going on and kind of take it outside of that and explain to him in a different way. Um, It's a little bit more easily obtainable and uh, and approachable for him. And then my youngest is four. And so we will have to navigate that space a little bit more clearly when we get there. You know, life is very real in our household. So we've Mm. had to navigate very, very, very big conversations far too young that they've had to have, but my children handled it so beautifully and, and have been so willing to have those kind of conversations in whatever kind of capacity we did with each of them. And I'm so proud of them. They've handled this with grace and kindness and they're really, really beautiful individuals. As have you, you've handled it with so much grace in an incomprehensible situation. How have you managed to not only be there for your kids and have these heavy conversations and be strong for them, but also hold space for yourself, Alice? And you're a single mother now, which I have three kids. I like I just can't imagine being a single mom and navigating what you've navigated. You're just so brave. You really are. But how do you hold space for yourself? It's interesting because I would say what my my best quality is my strength is my strength. Okay. And for me, I really lean into that because I know what it takes to be strong and that Mm -hmm. doesn't scare me. I can do that. And I have always taught myself to wear a lot of brave hats and I don't shy away from that at all. And I think that's been something that's helped me through this time. I'm not scared of those hard conversations. I'm not scared to feel all the feelings. Mm -hmm. I'm not scared to express myself in those ways. And I allow myself to feel all the different feelings and the different ranges and times they come to fully experience it. 
And I think I've also allowed my children to see me go through that as well. Mm. I and, think that's so important, what you just yeah. said, to let them see you go through it and that you're human. Yeah. And so for me, there's there's been so much growth with all of us because they see me in all the different emotions and it opens up the space for them to have all those emotions. Sure. And I feel like that to me is something that has been a great, uncomfortable, but beautiful uh, lesson to be learned that you can learn and experience so many emotions at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it feels very convoluted and very conflicting at times. But I also tell my kids, that's just life. Right. And we made choices to come here to experience. And if I say to the universe and God, I want to experience the most love. Well, the only reason I can experience the most love is if I've experienced the most pain. If I want to experience the most happiness, I've also experienced the most sadness. And in my life, I've always wanted to have so much and experience so much. And that comes on both sides. Mm. And so that's a big reminder in life, too. If sure pain we're feeling is only because we know so much loud love. Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful thing that not a lot of people get to experience. Sure. So there also is gratitude that you can find in your lows because you only know it's a low because you haven't always been low. And that mm. means that you don't have to stay low because if you've been low, you also have been high. Mm-hmm. So much wisdom from you. You, I, I know that you say you, you, keep going every single day for Stephen. You talk to him every night. What do you want to tell him? What do you tell him about where you are right now, Allison? Mm, that we got this. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to keep dancing through. We're going to keep dancing through. Oh, you're still parenting. You're, you're like in the thick of parenting. What are those busy mornings like? Because in the book, you, it documents, you know, these challenging things that have been thrown throughout the day, whether the milk was spilled or something happened. Like, I, I know for me as, as a mother, the early mornings getting everybody to school. So you have three in school, at least I'm assuming your youngest goes to preschool. Maybe I'm making assumptions. <laughs> but I, I mean, if I could be a hostage negotiator, I could because it's like hostage negotiation to get those three kids out the door. What are those busy mornings like in your household? Do you know what's really crazy is everyone always asks me that, but it is sometimes chaotic, but like I am like organized to do this guru that one of my biggest things I attest to my family's lifestyle is how organized we all are. And we definitely have the hiccups and It becomes a crazy mess and all those things. But for the most part, I'm so ritual about our nighttime schedule and our morning schedule. My, each of my kids prepare their own snacks for school. They help make the decisions for breakfast. They get themselves ready. They go grab their backpacks. Like I make them learn these skills and help with the whole thing. And I'm telling you, it's a game That's changer. <laughs> <laughs> you're raising productive members of society is what you're doing. <laughs> Make them help because I don't want to have to do this by myself. I don't want to have to make your peanut butter jelly sandwich every single day by myself. So you're going to get up. Yeah, yeah. I know. Help me. It's. I think that's one thing that we can do that's so beneficial for our kids, even though they may gripe about it. But I want my kids' future spouses to thank me for raising somebody that is sensitive and and helps. And doesn't expect me just because I'm the mom or the woman to do it. Like my boys know how to cook and clean and they don't just expect that to come from me. I want their partners to rise up and call me blessed is what I want one day. 
And that's what you're doing right now. It's I'll incredible. Tell you, my kids, except my oldest, which is weird because she should be the one that does this well, but she does not. But my two youngers make their bed every single morning. Good for them. No, she's only four. He's seven. They make it every morning. And it's like a proud, like that's such a proud thing for me as a mom. It's like, they make their beds. My oldest does so it. It's a, that's a thing. We're, we're, that's not, <laughs> that is not her. She's a lot of things. That's not her thing. That's a journey. But the other kids are great at making their bed every morning. And it's like, I love we it. Did that. <laughs> yeah, your oldest is artsy. So she's yeah. like, she's just going to just feel. She probably feels more safe with the room just like that. Yes, yeah. So you think you can dance? This is a huge, by the way, I, I love watch. I loved watching you and Steven dance, but I love watching you dance. And I love this new chapter. How exciting has it been to step into So You Think You Can Dance? So You Think You Can Dance, I could say over and over and over again, is home for me. It always was. People have watched my entire life through it. I grew up on the show and had so many different life turnovers through that show. And to be back on that stage just feels so right. And I love that it's in a new capacity. You know, there was moments I was like, oh, like, I wish I was dancing like that still. And I wish I was doing this. But Being back up there as a judge gave me this new foundation of how grateful I am to be able to impact the next generation in their journeys and be able to help Mm -hmm. them through that and navigate Mm -hmm. that space. And I, it just feels so right. And I'm so grateful for it. It's also been so fun. You are just in your element. And again, you are just a delight to watch dance. I wish my body could move again in just a small percentage of the ways and areas that your body is able to move because you, it's just so fun to watch you dance. And I'm like, how did this woman have three children, by the way? It's just, (laughs) it's just not fair. Allison, this, is there anything else you want me to cover before we wrap it up? I said 25 minutes, I'm already three minutes over and I apologize for that. But um, is there anything else you want me to touch on? Anything going on that you, anything else you want to say about the book or what's going on with, with you and your life right now? I encourage everyone to keep dancing through. Because we can. Mm, yes. Keep Honor going. Honor yourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for the beautiful reminder in this book and in your own personal message and your own personal life that no matter what we're faced with, we can keep dancing through. Allison, it has just been such an honor to, to talk about it with you. Thank you. Thank you. You've been wonderful. Allison is one brave woman. And this conversation in some ways does tie into the conversation with James Clear. He talked about mindset and how we can create a positive mindset for our children, regardless of what they're going through. And I think that's what Allison's really trying to do with her kids. It's something that is repeated throughout the kids book, that mantra that I mentioned in our conversation, where The book says, I'm strong, smart, and kind. I've got beats around me too. Take some deep breaths in and out and I'll keep dancing through. Our kids are looking to us to see how we are going to react in this situation. They have mirror neurons. They're going to repeat our behavior, good, bad, or ugly. So thank you, Allison, for being brave, for for deciding to gift us with this beautiful kids book called Keep Dancing Through. And we are just pulling for you in this season. And thank you for showing us how we can navigate loss and grief 
uh, with our children and in our own lives. All right, next week, we are beginning um, a two-parter. It was so good. We had to break it up into two parts. Sissy Goff, who is a renowned child therapist, is going to appear on the show with my 16-year-old teenage daughter. The topic is how we can relate to our daughters, especially our teenage daughters. It was so good. Again, we had to turn it into two episodes. The first half is essentially just how we can connect better with our daughters and our teenage daughters. I cannot wait for you to hear what Caroline has to say. I learned so much and I think our relationship has improved drastically since this conversation. And then part two, all of your questions. I solicited tons of questions from you guys and I couldn't believe how many questions you had about this topic. So that's going to be part two is all just answering your questions. Um, We're going to have that conversation coming up next week. Sissy, Caroline, and myself, Jesus take the wheel because we're talking about navigating teenagers and daughters. Thanks for joining me this week on the show. And let's keep talking about everybody. And remember, my DMs are always open. I know, I know you guys thought you were done with me, but not quite yet. I have one more thing to tell you about. If you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, don't forget to subscribe to the show. I don't want you to miss a single beat or a single conversation. And remember, my DMs are always open. Tell me what you want to talk about.